0: Well, can I say prayerfully, finally, after three years, the U.S. national emergency to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic officially ended. President Joe Biden signed a bipartisan congressional resolution ending the pandemic weeks before it was set to expire on May 11th. Well, joining me today to discuss what the end of the national COVID emergency means to your healthcare. It is Chris Fattis, co founder and president of Solidarity Health Share. They are a non profit healthcare sharing ministry, of course faithful to the moral teachings of the Catholic Church. The end is here, Chris. Thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Yeah, it's great great to talk to you, Brenda. I mean it wasn't long ago, I guess, you know, three or three years ago that we were talking about whether or not Covid was the end, right? I think a lot of a lot of folks were afraid. Well, sure. Um, that this, the end was near, in a sense. I think it's a good thing to get rid of the emergency. Um, we've certainly been able to manage Covid for some time now, um, and there's a couple things, Brenda, that this this means. You know, I mean, there, certainly there's going to be some folks who lose Medicaid coverage for expansions there. Um, but a big thing is that it, it brings this, you know, a lot of the responsibility for Covid response back to the states, which is ultimately where it should be. Um, we as Catholics believe in subsidiarity, right, and solving problems at the lowest common denominator. And so, you know, I think this is, this is good for the country to start moving on and living life and recognizing that now we have this virus and, and we, can, we can manage it well.
0: Oh, managing is the important part because, well, we know that, well, COVID did change so many lives, even within my own family, knowing, you know, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law lost, you know, the their patriarch of their family due to COVID. And while we give it its importance in our lives, it can't be kind of the control that it once had over us. God intends us to live our lives. I think many of us try to think about that idea that, well, you know, our time on earth is only known by God and we've got to live it to the fullest while we are here. But this does mean some changes now, changes to our healthcare and to policies. So what is important for us to know then about the changes? You said some things about Medicare for all of us trying to live our daily lives. Are we going to notice changes?
1: Yeah, you know, I don't know that we'll notice many changes, you know, unless, of course, you're one of those folks who had, you know, Medicare eligibility expended to you. And I, I don't know a lot about that piece, but, you know, that that's certainly a change that will affect folks. I think we'll start to see um, changes in how the, you know, the COVID vaccines. you know, right now the, the government's essentially putting in very large orders for the vaccines and the boosters, um, which many commentators have noted, including Dr. Marty McCarry from Johns Hopkins, that. Most of those vaccines are, are going unused, and so they're, they're putting in, you know, hundreds of millions, if not billions, of, I think billions of dollars in orders for the vaccines, um, and they're still not being used. They're expiring, and so, you know, the government will no longer, under the emergency order, they will no longer be purchasing the vaccines, um, and so the vaccines will be handled by commercial markets, you know, insurance or private pay starting in the fall, so that, you know, lawmakers did, you know, the telehealth uh, piece, one of the expansions of telehealth laws, uh, you know, allowed telehealth to really expand around the country. And so that goes away into the emergency orders, but lawmakers actually extended out telehealth kind of expansion for two years last year. So we still have some time with that, which I believe is a good thing for the mm-hmm. market. It's, it's been a really good thing to have more access to care for folks, um, and you know they'll they'll be tightening down some prescriptions on telehealth, some things that you normally would be able to you know wouldn't be able to get uh, prescriptions for over a telehealth consult that you were able to under the emergency order that will go away. Um, you know, so there's there's a few of those those items, uh, and then ultimately you know it, private insurances will no longer be required to to uh, pay for COVID tests, um, and so you know that's going to change. Now COVID testing has gotten down price wise to a reasonable amount, I think. But that's that's going to change quite a bit. You know, there's definitely some uh, some things that, you know, you'll have to consider if you want the vaccine. It's going to cost you if you know, if your insurance won't cover, it, you're going to have to pay for it out of pocket. Um, But, you know, those things, I think, are again, it it affects a a percentage of the population. I think I read that only about 12 percent of Americans across the board are um, are up to date with boosters. Right. So I don't think a lot of us are partaking uh, in the vaccines currently. So I think that maybe maybe have a, a little effect. Now, there was a lot of things, I guess, but, you know, most of them minor. I think for most of us, Brenda, as you and I have discussed mm-hmm. before, I think most of us have kind of figured out, OK, well, I'm going to work with my doctor. If I'm sick, I call my doctor. If I'm sick with COVID, I'm going to call my doctor and we're going to figure out what I need to do. You know, That's right
0: you know as as we always try to say you know if you are sick well stay home and uh, right. get uh, taken care of through your doctor and it's amazing the the number of things that we were able to take advantage of and learn during the COVID lockdowns, especially with regards to technology. Telehealth was one of those. Learning how to use, you know, online services to be able to connect with people and even being able to uh, participate in mass virtually if you were unable to go. I mean, those are some of the things that we have been able to pick up on during this COVID shutdown. And hopefully, well, the best parts of those things, we're going to be able to continue on. Chris Faddis is joining me today from solidarity. Solidarity Health Share, you're talking about hopefully what is the end of our our response to COVID. You know, part of Solidarity Health Share, you are there to support people when they are going through difficult medical situations, and also you're there to support them in doing this in a moral way. Remind our listeners how solidarity is there through whatever, well, health care or crisis you might be going through.
1: Yeah. You know, we're, we're there to help you with not only sharing your medical bills, but handling these kind of situations. What do I do when I, you know, something's going on and I need to go to the hospital or, or whatever it might be. Uh, you know, I just experienced this myself, Brenda, where my daughter, uh, two weekends ago now, um, you know, had gotten ill Friday night. She was fine. Saturday morning, she was nauseous and, you know, spent the day, you know, doing the kind of the stomach bug stuff, throwing up and not feeling good. And, uh, you know, wasn't getting better, but it didn't seem like too big of a deal. By the end of the night, she was actually in some pain, and Mm. uh, we went to bed. But no no real signs of, like, an appendicitis or anything. And, you know, she thought it was just, you know, kind of pain from, like, needing to go to the bathroom kind of thing. And so, uh, long story short, middle of the night, she got up with a lot of pain. We we kind of, her and I did a few things to see what was going on. And then I finally called our telehealth option, which is who, you know, we just talked about, you know, and, and we have a great telehealth program for our members. And the doctor asked me about five questions and then just said, okay, based on what you've told me, I think it could be one of these two things, but but there's no way to know without imaging. So please go to the hospital, you know. And so I had the confidence to know this is worth going to the hospital for. We went straight to the hospital. And sure enough, she had a, an appendicitis. Wow. Um, and, and ultimately ended up, it ended up being an, a ruptured appendicitis. And my daughter apparently is very stoic or has a very high pain tolerance because the doctor said it probably had ruptured prior to her even getting nauseous based on the spread and all of that. So, you know, but that, that, was, that service was there. Solidarity was there. When we were in the hospital, I was able to call and get that support. Um, and those are the things we do, you know, for our members to help them get the care they need. And then those medical bills will be shared among the members. Uh, and it's just really a great, uh, just a great program. And I got to say, of course I work here, but it was certainly a, a blessing for me to experience firsthand um, you know what we were able to do. and you know because the infection was spread, we were asked to, to go to the children's hospital locally and, and all of that was, was you know quickly handled. Solidarity got involved right away to help make sure that, that we had access to that care.
0: Oh, and praise God that your daughter has returned to her health. Well, Chris, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate that and for all that you do there at Solidarity.
1: Thank you, Brenda. God bless. God
0: bless you, too. And again, that is Chris Fattis. If you want to find out more information about Solidarity HealthShare, I will be sure to add the links to this podcast where you can get right to their member services. That podcast can be found at MaterDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app.